What is up, ambitious listeners? Really special episode coming at you this week with Notre Dame midfielder and soccer star Nicole Colantuno. It's a great episode and really excited for you to hear her story, how she's overcome adversity, and how she has continued to better herself every single day. It's a great story. I hope you enjoy. And that interview will be after a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Liquid IV. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Joining me now is a two-time Jefferson Cup champion, two-time New York State Cup champion, and a former star for Quick Strike FC and three-time All-State recipient. She is a senior midfielder from Notre Dame, the incredible, talented, and fearless Nicole Colantuno. Nicole, how is it going? It's going good. It's going good. I just started my senior year, and I'm very excited to have my last go around at Notre Dame. And um, yeah, I have no complaints so far throughout the semester. So, hmm. so thank you first for doing this. And I want to start kind of how I start with everybody, and that is where did you start, and when did you start playing soccer? Oh my gosh. Um, I think I seriously started when I was four or five and it was like, you know, the classic um, rec soccer league, which was pretty fun because I ended up playing all throughout high school with um, like three or four girls that were on my first team ever. So that was like really fun um, to go through like all of high school with them um, up through like middle school, intermediate school, like just playing continuously with them um but yeah i mean you know good old good old menacing rec soccer days how quickly in that time period did you realize soccer was your passion and that you really loved it um i think i learned that pretty early on so i after like rec soccer i played on like our local um club team which at the time was actually co-ed and I remember there came a point where it was like, okay, we're splitting up because like we reached a certain age group where it was girls are gonna enter into a girls league and the guys were gonna enter in a guys league. And I remember like at the time, like it was a decision between like, oh, do I wanna go play with like the guys team that's like probably just gonna be a little bit better competition or do I wanna like stay with all my friends and play in like the girls league? Um, and so like that was kind of the defining moment where I was like, no, I think I like wanna take this pretty seriously. Like I love soccer and I love playing and I love learning more about the sport every day. And I think I was like nine or 10 when I made that decision. So um, probably around that time was when I was like, yeah, I like, I wanna, I wanna pursue this sport um, for a long time, so. So you went into that pursuing of the sport by joining Quick Strike FC, and that was your club team, I believe, throughout high school. And you spent a lot of time with them. What was your experience like with Quick Strike? And I guess, how did it shape you as an athlete and really as a person? Yeah, so, I mean, after I wrapped up with the boys team, um, I went over to a club in Monroe, which is like 30 minutes from Minnesink, and then I joined Quick Strike and I mean, I immediately just like um, fell in love with like Jesse's coaching style, um, who was my old coach, Jesse and Brittany. Um, and I just loved working with him because I feel like one, he like pushed me to be better. And like, I think he knew like I had a ceiling that I wasn't even close to reaching yet before I ever knew that. So it was really nice to like have someone that believed in you from that aspect. Um, but I loved 
quick strike. Um, I loved how competitive my team was and I loved um, the group of girls that it was. Um, we're from like all over the area kind of. And like, we were never like this super powerhouse, like ECNL team, um, which is like probably the highest level in club soccer in the country. Um, but we would go to every tournament and we'd always play a local ECNL team and more often than not, we would beat them. So it, it was like a very fun culture to be a part of because I feel like anywhere we kind of went, we were an underdog. Um, and so it was fun to, you know, I've traveled to Indiana and Florida, Virginia, North Carolina, everywhere with the team. So like growing up and having that team as like an escape from like school and like menacing life was, um, something that I'm so grateful for and like definitely shaped the person I am today with like the teammates that I had on that team. So you had your quick strike career, but you also had your menacing career where you had the opportunity with quick strike to go up against some of the top girls across the country. And then with menacing, you got to go against the, some of the top girls in the state of New York and mm -hmm. in the section nine. What was your time like at menacing? And that was a team that had a lot of success throughout the bulk of your time with the Warriors. So what was it like being a part of that winning culture as well? And what did you carry over, I guess, from the other winning culture? Yeah, so menacing was, like menacing was very I, I first and foremost I would just say fun like it was very fun to like represent your school and it was almost um a step away from the seriousness thought that I didn't take menacing serious um but obviously club is a little more competitive um whereas like school ball was more like okay like this is a chance to like represent my school and play soccer with like some of my best friends that I hadn't played with since um I was on the menacing club team um, so I was super grateful for that aspect of it, of just like being more connected with like um, my friends at school and obviously like being able to represent Menacing. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was definitely like a very fun uh, four and a half years on the varsity team. Um, never got a section title, which still haunts me to this day. Um, we went there twice freshman year we got absolutely blown out which is fine and then um sophomore year we I think we lost one nothing and like just uh absolute heartbreaker so um but I I look back on like menacing soccer and nothing with but with nothing with joy like it was such a fun time um and I really enjoyed the um different cultures of menacing and then like after menacing season was over it's like okay now it's like I'm in shape, I'm like feeling good. Now it's time for like the club season, which um, like I said, just, just a little bit more competitive. Um, and anyone who knows me knows that that's probably like my first thing I would say about myself is I'm very competitive. So, um, but yeah, I, I loved both for different reasons. So the one thing with both is you had a lot of time playing soccer. You just mentioned that you're competitive and you went season to season. So all those years, do you have a game? I mean, you mentioned the games that still eat at you, but do you have a game that's still poignant in your memory as maybe your favorite game, win or loss? Oh, all right. Do you want menacing or club or like overall? We could go overall. Okay. Um, I would say so in 2014, a um, girl in our club actually 
passed away on our way down to um, Jefferson Cup, which is in Virginia. Um, and so the year, so we didn't end up going to the tournament that year. Um, and so the next year we went down there and it was super emotional because it was like the first um, Jeff Cup since she had passed away. And um, our coach didn't even, like our head coach, Jesse, didn't even come because it was just, it was too much for him. So we went down there with like the director of the program at the time, um, his name is Mike. And we made it all the way to the um, championship game of Jeff Cup and we went into overtime and I scored whatever, an overtime goal and it was like, and all of our parents were there. Like it was just, I just remember like turning to the sideline and like we literally like scored the game winner in overtime and like went to celebrate with them. And it was just like a super emotional game. Um, but I think it just sticks with me because it was like, it was also a really hard time for our team, like going back to Virginia, like a year later um, after everything had happened with Christina passing away. So I think um, that one sticks out from like just so many reasons, but I mean, it's also like fun to get the win in overtime um, and like celebrate with all the parents, like the parents ran on the field. Like it was, it was a lot of fun. So that's the kind of thing oh. you write movies about full circle, yeah. emotional yeah. story. But I like how you slyly threw in, Oh, I just got an overtime goal or whatever, you know, the game winner. Well, and- no, it was, it, well, we went, we went down to nothing. Um, and we ended up scoring two goals in the second half to tie it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we ended up winning in overtime. So, I mean, it was just, it was just a very fun, but like emotional game as well. So I think that one's always stuck with me. Um, throughout all the games that I've played. So your recruiting process after high school evidently landed you at one of the best schools in the country, Notre Dame. What was that journey like though? And why did you ultimately end up selecting Notre Dame? Yeah, the the recruiting process was, it was stressful, but it was fun. I, I had a lot going on like in my life um, during sophomore year. So I think it was tough to focus on like everything at once um but i kind of had to be on 24 7 because it was anybody any coach could see you at any moment um so i actually played um the first time in front of one of the notre dame coaches um at the disney tournament so that's um always on new year's eve and then i went out to visit the school in february actually like my my birthday i was there um so that was like two months later and then um the head coach at the time Teresa came and watched me play um at I believe it was Jeff Cup yeah I think it was Jeff Cup um in the it was this it was the March of my sophomore year um and then I committed two weeks later with them and I it was at practice so I didn't even know I didn't even know it was going to happen that day like um I like was definitely in contact with her but it was more like my coach was also in contact with her so I I actually had no idea what was happening and then he I got to practice and he was like you have to make a call and I was like what do you mean whatever and so I got on the phone with her and um it was really fun to like commit around like all my teammates too like I think that was super fun because like everyone was there it was the beginning of practice so um but I mean, like, it's, uh, I'm, I'm obviously biased, but like, it's Notre Dame. Like, it's, it's the best athletics. It's the best academics. Um, and like, I think like, 
unless you're here and on campus, like you don't really know what Notre Dame is. Like it, it just, it takes being here and being immersed in the environment of the school to understand it. And now that I'm a senior looking back, it's just been an unbelievable, like wouldn't trade it for the world four years. Um, so I absolutely made the right choice. Um, and I've met some of my lifelong friends here and um, I'm just so grateful for like everything the school has given me. So um, I kind of felt back when I was committing that I would I would feel the way I feel now. So it worked out. <laughs> um, but yeah. Well, I'd argue maybe the best is a little, I don't know, as we both sit here with rival college hats on right now, as I just realized the little Penn State Notre Dame thing. But yes, Notre Dame is an amazing school. And I think it ultimately worked out very well for you. But I want to talk about your freshman year and sophomore year. Um, you come out, strong start, scored a goal in a scrimmage, and then it happened. You tore your ACL. It is an injury that kind of threw everything off that kind of was going to plan. What was that like? And you're someone I mentioned fearless, but was there ever a moment where you had fear in that whole process? Yeah, I mean, so up until that point, the worst injury I'd ever experienced was um, a rolled ankle. So um, I think you always, my best friend had torn her ACL the year before. Two girls on my club team had torn it. Like you just that's an injury that you always, always, always hear about, especially with like women's soccer. So I knew what I did, like right when, right when I did it, I did it um, on a Tuesday during practice. And it was the Tuesday right before we were traveling to Syracuse. So I was bummed because I wanted to come home and, um, you know, play in front of, I had a lot of family and friends coming. Um, But yeah, I mean, ultimately like as, big as a setback as that was um like if so I look at it as like if it was in the cards for me to tear my ACL at some point I think I did it at the best possible time um because we had four games left in our season we didn't end up making the NCAA tournament that year and I was a hundred percent cleared um ready for sophomore year by the next season so I think there's a lot of negatives in it um but I think a lot of positives came up from it as well and like I I'm not grateful that I tore it um but I'm grateful that I was put in the opportunity to or put in the situation where I needed to like find out if I could overcome adversity through it um and I think I did I think I handled it very well it's not going to say there's days that weren't really hard and really um really emotionally draining but um I think the only fear that ever came with it was right when I was returning to play I think mentally that injury does something to you that takes more than nine months to recover from um I think it takes a while like even even today like I I will still sometimes think about like the way I go in for a tackle or the way I jump or like focus too much on my landing because I don't want to hurt myself again, like just stuff like that. So um, I've definitely gotten better with that. um, But that is something that takes a lot of time. So I think I was just afraid that mentally I would never be 100% there to, you know, fully commit myself to like playing as hard as I absolutely can again, because the fear of doing it again, um, which is so common once you've done it once. So I think that's the only fear that came with the whole process. 
So you mentioned the fear, but was there ever a time, I mean, it was a grueling process. You mentioned the nine months, but even beyond that, did you ever doubt that you'd be able to come back from it and overcome it? Um, I, I don't think so. I think, I mean, I think I've always like, uh, prided myself on like, um, taking care of my body from like a physical fitness standpoint. So like, you know, I, I, loved like in high school going to my trainer and um you know focusing on like the strength portion of soccer so I knew that would come back to me easily um I guess like there always is I think there's always a fear that like you won't be the same player you were um and honestly I don't feel that way I I guess like that would probably take an outsider's perspective to tell me whether or not I look the same as I did before it, um, as a player. But from my perspective, I think, um, I think I still am able to do everything I was able to do before. And if anything, it only, I feel like made me, you know, stronger and want to focus more on like being, you know, taking action to prevent injury. And, um, so if anything, I feel like it helped me in the long run to, put myself in a situation where like hopefully I wouldn't ever have to go through something like that again so so if you could go back to I know you mentioned it kind of happened at like a good time but not a good time there's never a good time but a good time along your collegiate career but if you could go back to Nicole before it happened what would you tell her piece of advice or just anything you'd say to her about even how it would affect your entire college career um, yeah, I think some, so I think a phrase that kind of got me through the recovery process, which I wish I could have told myself beforehand was that, um, everything is progress. So but I remember after surgery, I could not walk down the stairs. Like how dumb is that? Cause I just wasn't strong enough to do it. Um, my quad wasn't strong enough. And so I think a little message that I always try to remind myself was everything is progress. Like even the days when like, all I would be doing was sitting there like doing little leg lifts or like the day I can finally walk down the stairs. Like those seem like such minuscule things in regards of returning to your sport. But I think it's those things that add up that keep you focused. Cause nine months is a long time to stay focused, especially when so much, so many setbacks usually go hand in hand with the recovery process. So um, yeah, I would say just like, focusing on the little wins and even now like I have to look at that like in my soccer career now like just the little things I have to look at is like okay that's that's progress towards a goal I'm trying to achieve um whatever that goal may be so I think that's probably what I would have told myself back then so in a way it kind of changed your mindset towards everything then that it, everything's kind of progress in that sense yeah I would say it changed my mindset in that way and also um, totally made me change, like, my mindset on, like, just how grateful I am to, like, wake up and, like, be healthy enough to play every day. Because um, I think, not that it was something I always took for granted, but I didn't really, I wasn't really mindful about that. I wasn't mindful that I was healthy enough to play, like, every day um, when I absolutely should be. Because if it's now, like, a, you know, I don't, like, I don't have to go out and, like, work today, like, work on the field today, but, like, I get to, like, that kind of attitude, which I know 
has definitely been enforced like through I feel like sports and like the mental side of sports um but like until you go something until you go through something like that firsthand you don't really understand it and then after the fact you're like yeah I I absolutely get to wake up today and like go to practice and um we have a game today so I'm that I'm grateful with that as well so you've had a lot of experiences you could be grateful for and a lot of amazing experiences in your time at Notre Dame but maybe a hard question here, but if you have to pinpoint one that you've had that kind of stands out above the rest, what would that experience be? Uh, an experience that I'm grateful or for? That, that was your favorite at Notre Dame, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, this one's tough because do you want it to be soccer related? Or it can be anything. It can be anything okay, Notre then Dame. It's pretty easy. Um, I think beating Clemson last year at our stadium um, when they were ranked number one. Um, and I remember we we were in season, so like, and it was COVID. So like, I know there was a lot of speculation about us even going to the game because we had a game, I think, either the next day or like two days after. Um, so like, we were also in season, but I just remember like, of the teammates that were there, like, that was just such an un, obviously like an unbelievable moment, but like rushing the field and like looking around and like, even though I wasn't a senior then, like at the time, a lot of my best friends were seniors. So I like, we all kind of just like did a, did a 360 and like looked around at everybody on the stadium or on the field of the football field and kind of just like took it all in for a minute. Like it was, it was almost like very emotional. Cause like, one we had just won the game so like there's so much adrenaline but then like once we got down to the field we were all like oh my gosh this is this is just like an unbelievable moment that like makes noter noter um and so like i think that that moment i think will stick out forever because it was just like no like nothing will ever ever top that like it was just even though it was only our football team winning like it was so much more than that once we got down to the field it was more of just like a, I'm so grateful to like be at the school I'm at so um yeah I, I would say that for sure so my follow-up question last year yeah. senior year at Notre Dame what's an experience you haven't had yet that you want to have this year before you leave um okay this one's like super specific to Notre Dame but so every year the first snowfall there's a snowball fight on South Quad at midnight and I have never, I don't know why, I just, I'm either in bed or I've missed it. Or last year I knew it was happening and I was just like, eh, I'm not gonna go, like it's fun. And this year I literally, I said to my roommate Cam, I was like, I don't care what we're doing, we're dropping everything, we're going to the snowball fight. Like I've never been and it's just like a, anybody knows, it's like a tradition on Notre Dame campus. Um, and it's just like, a super fun time because like it's just every almost every single person on campus and off campus people drive to come back to campus to participate in it so i think that's something that i want to experience before i leave kind of a kind of a dumb one but that, um that's pretty definitely cool like a noter tradition so hmm. so to follow all this up the question i guess every senior gets and you probably hate what's next yeah um so i do have a fifth year for soccer which um i definitely am thinking about taking um so the ultimate goal for like my career is i want to go to grad school um 
PA school specifically, physician's assistant, and I want to work in sports medicine. And I literally would love to like work for the New York Giants or some some New York sports team. That would be like an unreal goal, except for the Jets. Um, and sorry. <laughs> And um, so with that, I think I just have a lot of decisions to make after this soccer season of do I want to play for a semester? Um, Do I want to go right into I need um, some more like experience and hours for grad school for my application. So do I want to do that? Um, I definitely have like a... I definitely have a destination of what I want to do next. I think I just, I have a few different routes or pathways that I could take to get there. So I think that's after soccer season, I think that's what I'm going to sit down and figure out as far as do I want to play one more year? Um, if so, where? And um, yeah, kind of go from there. So it's exciting to think about, but it's also stressful. So I'm just going to wait until after season to think about it. So in looking at your career, your even just life to this point, are there a couple influences and idols that can kind of stick out to you? Yeah, um, I mean, I think one is my, my biggest one would be my old coach, um, Brittany Taylor, uh, now Brittany Comel, um, but she, she was always just like a female role model. Um, I mean, she, did, she was on the national team for a little bit she was on she's in the nwsl she for a while was like one of the top defenders in the nwsl um and she also it was cool she grew up she grew up in washingtonville so like you always heard that name especially with like not just club but like school ball too like it was a very local like locally grown name um and it was so cool to see all the success she got um and so like I loved and appreciated so much like being able to have her as a coach because she just gave such great insight and a perspective that was hard to find, especially like growing up where we grow up, like it's not a super big soccer town, I guess. Um, You know, like I said before, like the nearest ECNL club for me was like two hours away, um, two and a half. So it, and she also went to like a very cool program, UConn, and um, did a lot of cool things there. So I think she's the biggest one from like a soccer standpoint. Um, that was a direct influence on me, not just somebody that I could like look up to and, you know, not really ever talk to directly, but somebody that was in my life every single day that I practiced and was just always constantly there to, you know, give me great feedback. And um, I definitely owe a lot of, where I am today to her and Jesse as well. But um, Brittany from like a female empowerment standpoint was definitely probably my role model growing up. And then, so two more questions here. One, a little lighter, the other, a little heavier. The first, I ask everybody these two questions. If you could be any kind of boat, what kind of boat would you be and why? (laughs) Um, Okay, this is tough. I don't know why I immediately thought of pontoon. I absolutely <laughs> want to be a yacht. Like, I think I would be like a nice 40 foot yacht that could like sail the world, but like has a really nice interior and is just really classy on the inside. Or I'd be a sailboat. No, I think I'd be a yacht. Yeah. Is that but your like final a 40 answer? footer. Okay. Not a big one. All just right. a, a cute little one that could like <laughs> definitely travel around the world and like live in, but is also like not a 
massive, like, full-blown yacht. That's a pretty good answer. That's more specific than some others have given me about a yacht. So I'll give you... <laughs> I was going to say, was that too much in-depth for just... It's not the most in-depth I ever got. I got somebody who told me they would want to be one of those box boats that you race on, like, July 4th. So that'll still be the most specific I've ever gotten. Okay. But <laughs> it, yours that. is up there, that's for sure. Okay. And then my, <laughs> my last question, when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh my gosh, Dylan, that is really deep. Um, I, I think, so one of the biggest things I've learned at Noter is um, my whole life I've identified like first and foremost as a soccer player. And when I got to Noter, um, <clears throat> that was the first time that like, I had, to, I had to work for my playing time and I had to, I had to overcome adversity with injuries and I had to, I had to figure out like, what my purpose was going to be if it wasn't getting the minutes that I wanted on the field. Um, and so I think I would want my legacy to be just like, like trying to like find a purpose in anything you do. Um, even if it's like not everything you want, I guess being able to just find your own like personal value, um, and personal purpose and, um, I think I've definitely, personally, I feel like I've done a good job with that, like, during my time here. Um, so I think definitely, like, being able to, like, even if you're not getting everything that you want, um, still finding a way to, like, support the people around you and find your own purpose um, in whatever you're doing. That was an amazing answer. Although I do think you took a little more time to think about the boat question than you did to answer the legacy <laughs> question. <laughs> well, the boat question I was just confused by. By I literally was like pontoon. Like <laughs> there is just no reason to be a pontoon boat. But so yeah. this will be one of the most personal, I guess, ends to the episode I've ever done. So throughout the episode, I didn't mention it, and you did very well. Not you hinted at a little. You did a little slight about the Jets that I kind of wanted to respond to, but I let it be. But yeah, even yeah. the competitive thing, I wanted to go back and reference all the times you've kicked my ass in spike ball or <laughs> beat the crap out of me. But I do, I do a lot of research for these interviews, but this is probably the easiest one in terms of not having to do too much research that I was able to do because to those listening, Nikki is my cousin. So I've kind of had the privilege to see her develop, see her career go about. And talking to you about it, I can say confidently, no disrespect to the other hundred and seven hundred and eight people I've interviewed but this was an amazing conversation love you and I'm incredibly proud of everything you're doing and you've done an amazing well, job to this point and uh just hearing you talk about everything is amazing thank you I'm I, I know I one love you too um <laughs> I'm so happy like we're able to connect again like I know you just started college and Joey just started college which is crazy because you two have always been like my little people that I would mess with, like at any any holiday. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I have always wanted to come on since you started, um, and I'm so happy I had the opportunity to, at some point. So um, yeah, and I'm glad we were able to do it at this point in both of our lives because it's it's great to talk to you as you kind of like reflect on everything. I think, and kind of look at it more of like in the past. And I'm glad we didn't do it 
while you were in the middle of everything. I think it was great that we did it at this point in time. So thank you so much for coming on. The floor is yours. Plug all the social medias, everything you're working on, and can talk a little bit about like what's upcoming for Notre Dame soccer. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a game today. <laughs> um, this, this, this team this year is exciting. Um, I have a really, really, really good feeling about this specific group of people. Um, so obviously, like, don't want to, you know, jinx anything, but um, I feel like this could be probably, like, the best year, like, the best finish that I've had um, during my time here. So that is that is the goal that is like what we are focused on for the next um you know eight to ten weeks and then come tournament time hopefully we've just um you know put in all the work and preparation needed to um go win a national championship so um that's 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 always been a goal every four years um but i would say like this team is definitely a different group of people and a special group of people so um i think if any year out of the four we were going to do it, it would be this year. So, And where can the people find you to keep up with your personal journey and to keep up with Notre Dame's journey? Yes, um, <laughs> like my handle. Nikki yeah, your Colin social media Tuno. handles. Yep, uh, Nikki Colantuno um, on Twitter and Instagram. And then um, at NDW Soccer on Instagram, I believe. Um, and we always, um, same Twitter handle, and we always tweet about where you can watch our games and what time schedule everything so both of those accounts for well, sure thank you again for coming on and ladies and gentlemen that was the incredible nicole colin tuno ambitious is presented by liquid iv liquid iv is my go-to hydration and energy supplement it is the top of the line for superior hydration i personally drink liquid iv every morning it helps me get hydrated and energized to start my day do my regular lifestyle and do my athletic lifestyle if i want to get a workout in i drink liquid iv beforehand if i want to hit the books i drink liquid iv beforehand it is a top notch and good for you drink it tastes delicious as well my favorite flavor is the lemon ginger but they have a kai berry they have a limited time pear that they just came out with they have passion fruit they have so many varied flavors so many different purposes they have different supplements that can come that do different purposes uh more hydration focused more energy focused more workout focused whatever you need liquid iv can give it to you it is a top notch product and it is ambitious approved and you should all go out and buy it right now check out liquid iv all over their social medias and at liquidiv.com to get you some liquid iv today get hydrated and get the best hydration you possibly can and do it with liquid iv now back to the show my thanks once again to nicole for taking the time to come on I am just constantly blown away by all the amazing things she does on and off the field. She's an incredible human being. Go keep up with her journey on her socials, on Notre Dame's socials, and you can keep up with us on our socials, Instagram, at Ambitious Podcast, Twitter, Ambitious with DP, YouTube, Ambitious with Dylan Price. Have a great week, Ambitious listeners, and we will see you, and well, talk to you soon.